from Touchstone Pictures. If you're looking for danger, if it's action you crave, I know Tai Chi Kung Fu There's only one man who's above the law. Ernest P. Worrell is here. And below average. Summer and summer. He's fighting an army of killer trolls. Hey, hey, hey. And he's a hero who never knows when to quit. Just ask my fourth grade teacher. He never knew when to quit. Only in theaters. Ernest Scared Stupid. Rated PG. Now playing at a theater near... Welcome back to the show. I am your host, Angela Yoshiko. So excited to talk about Ernest Scared Stupid with my co-host, Tyler Wilson. Hey, Tyler. Here on Old Millennials Remember Movies. Old Millennials Remember Movies, our podcast, where we are old millennials, not to be confused with regular millennials, who aren't that terrible, so leave them alone. Right. But we're old millennials, because we're awesome. Awesome-er. Awesome-er. Right. Correct. So we are going to talk about this uh, Halloweeny movie. It's October because it's October. Yes, <laughs> I love October. Do you really? I would love October more if I wasn't trying to eat healthy and I could drink all the pumpkin spice lattes in the world. Because you're a white person. I am a basic woman. Yeah, basic bitch. <gasps> How dare you call I'm, me that? I'm a I'm a bigger basic basic bitch than you. You're I've so been actually basic. having I've been making coffee at home and putting a little bit of the pumpkin pie spice in there, so. But it doesn't it's not the same though. Well, no, but it it does the job. Does it though? It's festive. It's not as delicious. Well, yeah, but I still put some uh, stevia in there. Oh, some, yeah. some all natural sweetener and some like milk and uh some pumpkin pie spice. Yes. It's pretty good. So Tyler has a lot to talk about this movie, so I'm we're going to rush through the What You've Been Watching Recently segment. You're being sarcastic. I am. <laughs> right before we started this, you told me that I better be ready to carry the load, because you don't have a lot to say. I think I said drive the bus, but yeah. Drive the bus, carry the load. It's late. Same difference. Okay, so you did make it to the theater this week. Way to go. I did. And in Halloween-y uh, spirit, you went to Joker. I did. You bring up Joker. Of course, the other big thing we watched all weekend was uh, Minnesota Twins baseball, where they got pummeled by the Yankees in Yankee Stadium for two days. That's been fun, but not unexpected. I would like to commend you, though, for not being a morose, grumpy, sad, depressed oh. fella. It's just sports, so who cares? Um, and also, they're cursed, so what are you going to do? It's October. They can't beat that team. They haven't been able to for 15 years, so it's fine. You just um, have to accept your lot in life. And curses break, but right sure. now we're in the midst of it. I need to brush up on my psychology, but that strategy you used right there of blaming the loss on a curse is a oh. good coping strategy. <laughs> it's where you like blame things on something out no. of everyone's control. No, to be clear, they are not as good of a team as well. They have yeah. no pitching. They, yeah, they went I, into the postseason with only two starters and an inexperienced staff. So the injury bug hit them and other things. Yeah. So no, no, they're just, they're not as good. You mean ever since their uh, good pitcher got busted with drugs? Yeah, for, yep. yep. I mean, this is not a baseball podcast, but yeah, no, they... You are, uh, you, you're wearing a Minnesota shirt and I'm wearing a Minnesota sweatshirt. I love the team. They had a great season, but yeah, they went into the postseason uh, under-equipped. It's fine. Okay, so let's not spend too much time being sad about that. Yeah, but they are cursed. <laughs> In addition to curses, <laughs> yeah. you watched a, a little movie called Joker with Joaquin Phoenix. Went to the went to the Joker movie. Uh, went on Thursday night when it opened. Noticed that they are the theater that I go to had hired a security guard uh, to be in the lobby the whole time, which like was above unusual. the age of twenty five, or what are we talking? 
Because most of the guys that work there are like, they look like they're 19. Yeah, no, it was obviously like someone. They, it was not like, he wasn't like, they hired like a private security thing. I've never in seen that In the movie theater or in the mall? In the movie theater. Interesting. Yeah. So that's because there's been some, I don't know, there's there's been controversy since it premiered at, at, on the festival circuit. But it's also, you know, I don't know, there's chatter online. You know, the, the Joker is a, a a character that has um, a lot of regular normal followers of people that like Batman comics and think he's a great villain. I'm included in that. And then apparently there are some people out there that really like the Joker in less than great ways so as in they like identify with his psychosis or 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 something i i wouldn't i wouldn't push that i don't think it's a very very many people but nevertheless there's been there was enough to cause the stir of adding security and warning setting warnings out to people and blah blah warnings yeah you know i don't know um like come to the theater packing did anything happen no 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 nothing over the weekend so that was good yep um yeah, so it's a weird movie. Uh, Joaquin Phoenix, as you might expect, is uh, he's astonishing in it. He's really he's a good actor. Uh, he's a great actor. He he really is committed to it. It's it's definitely uh, the maybe the darkest version we've seen of this character, including you know the Heath Ledger, Ledger version. I think Heath Ledger is still, I mean, just because of the the mystery of that character and what he was doing was probably stronger. But this is a kind of a different kind of deal. Um, that being said, I didn't really enjoy the movie. <laughs> um, it's it's a strange thing. It, it it's a movie that asks you to f- at first sympathize with the character because he's uh, been has a hard life. Has a hard life. He's had a hard time. He's got a numerous psych you know numerous psychological problems, and life is battering him down. And then you know I think the movie obviously wants you to take a turn where you don't aren't with him anymore obviously because he's a murderous crazy person but uh, it's a weird it's a weird transition I don't know if the movie really for all the time it spends trying to explain the behavior I don't think it really accomplishes any goal of of, of explaining anything it is. Uh, I don't think it has anything to say. It's Todd Phillips who's made a lot of comedies, Hangover and Old School, and he made War Dogs, which was a couple of years ago. That's less a comedy, but um, weird, weird guy for the material. He hasn't hasn't exactly acquitted himself well on the uh, interview circuit during this whole thing. Uh, well, he well one one time he you know the movie's getting criticized for its violence. And so he, won one interview, like, said, well, how come my movie's getting held to that standard, but, like, John Wick can do whatever he wants, blah, blah, blah. And, I mean, that argument is just, like, ex- kind of explains to me why the movie doesn't work for me. It's like, the guy doesn't get it. He doesn't get it. Like, there's no, there's a, there's a big difference between what's going on in John Wick and what's going on in this movie in terms of how it depicts violence. So I think that's a dumb comment from the filmmaker. And that's not good. When the filmmaker is doing something with a lot of violence and a lot of, um, you know, messaging about the, the role society plays on that violence, like, already you're in the wrong headspace. The other thing he said was, uh, oh, he he didn't want to make comedies anymore because of woke culture. Because it's Excuse it's, me? it's hard to be funny anymore in this day and age because of woke, woke culture. Everybody's too sensitive, which... Oh, you mean you actually have to be funny instead of just, like, sexist or racist? Right, yeah. You actually have to, like, have, like, smart comedy? Right, and oh, I... Oh, tough, man. And there, that's... Well, and what, what again... A dick. And, it, and there's an argument going on about um, 
comedians and and whether we've gotten too sensitive. I I kind okay. of understand. But for the last twenty years, comedians have been complaining about being politically correct. Right. So that's the, that's always been an argument. Exactly. And you know, I think that there is there's something to that. I would say. I think the c- comedians do work on a gray line that they always have to kind of find. But I mean, to say that like you can't make a comedy now is ridiculous because people do make comedies and they're very funny and there are shows that are doing a very good job yes. uh, bringing a lot of actual like smart comedy to things. And I mean, we're going to talk about a couple that we're watching right now. The best example I would even have of this is like it's always sunny in Philadelphia is crossing lines Left at all right. times, and yet is still very funny and has been funny for. Since its inception, I mean, and it's not politically correct, but you're able to do it, and yeah. because there's a way to do that without coming off poorly. And I don't see, and again, I don't know why Todd Phillips would spend time on your interview circuit talking about your movie, talking, complaining about why you don't make comedies anymore. It's weird, and it speaks to, I think, some of the muddled messaging in the movie. Um, yeah, I don't know. Again, Walking Phoenix is great, and you can, if you, you know, you like him, or if you are just kind of a uh, interested in like the Joker character as a as a Batman component, I think there's value of seeing it. Um, that being said, I, I don't think that the movie has anything to say. Like it, it's throwing a lot of messaging up there um, without any impact. They, people like to compare it to like Taxi Driver and like, well, that character was not meant to be um, glorified, but you know, some people were worried about that. Well, I would argue that Taxi Driver has a point of view and Martin Scorsese has a very clear vision of what that point of view is. And he's conveying that to his audience. I don't think this movie knows what it's trying to say and is just throwing imagery up there to be provocative without any kind of point. It's a weird thing. It's, it's apolitical in that it's just like throwing things from every side so that other people can just kind of glean what they want from it. You've got it set in the Reagan era and they're talking about stripping, um, uh, you know, psych, um, psycholo- uh, pharmaceuticals and, and counseling for people that need it, like social services and things like that. So there's that. But then there's scenes later where the people of Gotham are, it's the poor against the rich. And they're exploiting that. And violence is the only way. And there's people holding up resist signs, which I think if you have been aware of the last couple of years, resist is another thing from like the left side. So then... You, but the movie doesn't have a perspective. It's just throwing these things out there to kind of be like, well, see, this guy creates mayhem and blah, 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 because that's the Joker, right? But, you know, to me, that's that's a weird um, that's a weird thing to do. It just it speaks to someone that's not – doesn't have a grasp on what the movie's trying to do. And I think – and then – so Joaquin Phoenix has been on the interview uh, circuit too, and even he's admitted to be like, oh, well, we, we kind of found this movie and character as we were going along, and like I – I, you know, I had notes and I had like that, you know, and I was making suggestions to him and then we morphed it into kind of what was working for me. And I was like, that explains like why the movie is so muddled too. I mean, you, the performance is something, but it doesn't have a, it doesn't, it's just, it's, it's aimless. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, the, I mean, it's disturbing in, in a lot of ways. And I think if they were going for disturbing, then it's effective, but I don't know why. I don't know. I, I'm not in the space to just go see a movie that's disturbing for disturbing sake. Mm. I think the main thing with it to me and, and the the reason look I some of my favorite uh I love Batman stories and comics and some of my favorite stories are Joker villain stories. Um I think the difference is that this movie has no counterpoint to his perspective. There's no Batman in the movie, right? 
And so it is just this one-sided thing of this character going through, you know, his wrongness and, and what's happened to him and, and why he reacts to that way and way that the way society reacts to his behavior, right? Well, in a good Batman Joker story, that can be a component, but then you have Batman's side of that. You have his worldview and you have him clashing those ideologies together. And I think that's what makes the compelling story. And that's why you can kind of understand better like maybe the perspective of the villain but still know that he's the bad guy and mm-hmm. doing really terrible things because mm-hmm. you have that perspective this movie doesn't have that it has no character other than Joaquin Phoenix um, I mean even Lego Batman gets it even Lego Batman gets it I like Lego Batman more than most people but uh, <laughs> yeah it's also weird that it's it's not I mean it's not canon it, you know they're not even trying to tie it into their other movies but it's He's not um he's not the mastermind that he is de- often depicted as like he's this this character is not capable of uh setting up two fairies bombed you know two bomb uh two bombs on a fairy like in the dark night or something like that where people complain about well how does it get these people to do that well this guy is not that guy cuz this guy I don't think is capable of uh of you know being 10 steps ahead of anybody else so that mm-hmm. that's a different perspective too I and mean, that's fine I just it's it's not I, I wouldn't even say that this is a good depiction of like what the essence of the character is because it it really isn't. It's a version, but hmm. so yeah. I mean, I I like the performance, but I honestly I didn't enjoy the movie. But there are people out there. See if uh, the wrong person listens to this, I'll probably get death threats because apparently that's happening to people too. Because yeah, people like their superhero movies. Martin Scorsese this week came out and said uh, he doesn't really care for superhero movies. And the people on the internet were, like, really mad. And I'm just like, Martin Scorsese can say whatever the fuck he wants. He's made a great <laughs> movie. Like, he's made a, so many great movies, right? Like, yeah. who, like, who cares if he doesn't like the movie you like? Like, whatever. He can just keep doing his thing, and you can keep doing your thing, going to your Marvel movies. Like, it's fine. I like both. I like Marvel movies, and I like uh, Martin Scorsese movies. Yep. Just because Martin Scorsese doesn't like them doesn't mean that he's, like, wrong or that we should be angry. Like, it's fine. It's totally fine. So that's Joker. That's not at Marvel, but you know what I mean. Okay, well, that was sort of a downer. I'm just going to tell people to fast forward through all that. You're going to just tell people who people? All the people that listen. I'm going to be like, well, Tyler kind of just gets down on Joker for a while. Well, I don't know. Some people really like it. I don't know. It's one of those things. Did you uh, see uh, the one with what's his name? Excuse me? The Joker movie with the other guy. What's his name? With Jared Leto? Yeah. The hot guy? Oh, Jared Leto was so hot in the 90s, Tyler. Yeah, that was Suicide Squad. That was a few years ago, and that movie's wretched. And he's only in the movie for 15 minutes. I thought they were going to make, like, a movie with just him or something. (sighs) They were going to make a movie with him and Harley Quinn. Um, That's not... I don't know if they canceled that or what, but Harley Quinn is in Birds of Prey, which just had a trailer. And she is, in that movie, like, away from Joker. He's not in the movie. And that's her and some other characters. And then they're also making Suicide Squad 2... Um, but Jared Leto's not involved in that either. Weird. It's kind of a soft reboot of that too. But but Margot Robbie is doing it. So okay. So no, he no. Who cares? Jared Leto's was dumb. Okay, not a big fan of that one. On a lighter note, and speaking of people who can't do comedies, we have been watching a comedy separately, but, but together. But together, we've both been watching it. I think I'm only like three episodes in. You're. I've got, I think, maybe two into the second season. There's not there's only 12 episodes total. So, so the show we're talking about mm-hmm. is Fleabag, which is currently on Amazon Prime. It is, and it video. just mm-hmm. won uh, several Emmys. That it was the. See, this is what happens: the Emmys are on, and 
I don't know any of the. I mean, I know Game of Thrones. I know these shows, but I haven't watched most of this stuff, right? But the comedies, if it's easy, I can sometimes, I'm like, like when I heard that Fleabag was like, oh, it's only two seasons and that's it. And they're only 30 minutes. I was like, that's a show I can get behind. I could probably mm-hmm. like commit to seeing that, you know? So that's why I started it. And then you had been, people had recommended it to you yeah, already. Yeah, Lisa told me that I needed to watch it. Yeah, Lisa. To My listeners. wife, Lisa. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, where have you been? So you're only a couple episodes in, but what did you think so far? I thought it was super funny. Mm-hmm. I love the character. Love the tone. I like how she sort of like talks to the camera. Yeah, but uh, it yes, but she's the way she does it is really good. Yeah, like it's not annoying, and it's only occasionally. Yeah, and sometimes she just does it really quick to kind of comment on what's happening, which I really like. I just got through the episode. Mm-hmm. If you haven't watched the show, you should watch it. This won't this won't spoil anything, but the episode where she uh, goes to the surprise birthday party for her sister, and she takes the guy with the really fucked up teeth. Right. You remember that? Yeah. Were you awake? Yeah, I was awake. And then uh, they go back and they're like having sex, and she he's like, "Oh, that was excellent. That was excellent." She's like, "Yeah," and he and then he calls her out for basically faking it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's good stuff. Oh, you're only you're really you're into it. You're just yeah, at the beginning. Yeah, only a couple episodes in. Um, I would say I really so I still have um, and people it seems like people really like the second season even more. Um, and I've only I'm like halfway through it. Um, I think it's the here you'll as you'll find out it's not just funny. I think. The character is, and her arc is, I found to be like really compelling and and moving. Actually, like it it gets um, well, there's it gets a little heavy. There's death. There's grief. There's strange. It's handled really well, really well. Strange sister relationship. Failed romantic life. I couldn't place the the stepmom until like oh, it's Olivia Coleman from like the favorite. I know she's good. She's really good. But um, I could for the first few episodes, I was like. Feel like yeah, she's who done is that? Stuff. But I'm like, oh, she's not in like her Victorian garb, so she's in, in a lot of stuff. But that's the big she won her Oscar for, yeah. um, for the favorite. But uh, yeah, it's really good, and I'm, I'll, I'll probably finish it within a couple of days. Now I watched. I sort of tried of watching it. it on my phone without headphones on in front of the kids. Yeah, no, no, there's a lot of naughty, naughty stuff on it. Mm-hmm. So highly recommend that. I'm excited to watch and finish that. Mm-hmm. What else have you been watching? Um, uh, TCM, I watched, it uh, came TCM from space. TCM is Turner Classic Movies. That was just a sci-fi, they had a big batch of like uh, horror, old horror jump in, which is a good dropping off point for Ernest Scared too, because that movie opens with a bunch of archival uh, horror films. Um, it does. It's, a, it's an okay space. I mean, I like those. Uh, what I like about um, a lot of these older movies is like they're... A buck, a buck twenty, you know, a minute, an hour and twenty five minutes. Um, it's a good length for these kind of yeah, movies. Totally for, for a movie about like a meteor who comes down and there's a blob with an eyeball and or it looks weird and it, it doesn't it need out. to be. It doesn't need to be any longer than it is. But it's yeah. good. And there's a couple other. Uh, it's time to bust out my. Uh, last year I got the Mon- the Universal Monsters Blu-ray set of like a bunch of them, and I got through a few. But then once. Halloween passed, I, I lost interest. So I've got to go back Didn't and watch... I feel like uh, we were just talking about Monsters? No, what's the movie? Monster Squad. Monster which, Squad? Go back and listen to that episode, and it's also on Hulu and Amazon. You should just watch that movie, because it's awesome. Are you telling me, or are you telling your listeners? Everybody. I watched it with you. I know, but you should watch it, and everybody <laughs> else should watch it, because it's really good, because people keep... They always... I say, like, oh, I really like the Monster Squad. I'm like, what's that? I'm like, that's Goonies, only better. Oh. That's what I say. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, we talked about that. He sure did. I don't know what episode that was. A number something something. 
Um, it was episode 17. Oh, yeah. So. And also in the Halloween realm of last year, we also watched uh, Predator. Yep. I mean, yeah. Mm-hmm. Event Horizon. Event Horizon was our like Halloween episode, sure. Uh, also Teen Witch. Teen Witch was air. I think that was a little into November, but it's fine. It's the same. Teen Witch, not so much a scare. That's a, ooh. Hey, go watch Teen Witch, too. That's a good one. God, we should rewatch it. <laughs> just yeah. for fun. With yeah. the kids. Oh, yeah. It was kid appropriate. They like that Top That song. Top That. Or Top This. Or Top That. Yeah. Um, the other thing I've been watching that mm-hmm. I just started, and Netflix has been telling me for months to watch this. Uh, working moms mm-hmm. but okay so the cover uh on the netflix is like one of the ladies with like breast pumps on or holding her breast or something and i was just like oh god is this gonna just be like a funny show that's just gonna make me like fuck this is my life so i've been avoiding it for a while but i finally watched it i watched it last week um i don't usually work out at my gym at work i go to like a fancy gym oh you go to a fancy gym and you get up really early yes. and you work out all the time but because you're so cool i was so bored one day that i was like oh i'm just gonna go on the elliptical for half hour because i you know needed needed a break needed a lunch break and there was only like one or two other people in the gym so i turned on this show with my headphones on and right off the bat there's like titties just like nick of boobies and i was like oh shit if somebody walks by right now i'm gonna be in so much trouble but did i turn it off no i did not i kept watching it and then i kept i kept like it's weird when you are laughing with headphones in because you can't really hear yourself laugh Mm -hmm. so i was like snort laughing but trying not to laugh and then at one point i almost fell off the elliptical because i was like laughing and trying not to laugh and then like trip myself anyway i'm only a couple episodes in but it is pretty funny it's like new moms with new babies and different stages of their life, like career state, you know. So it's, it's very, a little bit too, too much on point. It is a bit of like, I'm crying and I'm laughing because this is my life and it's terrible. When you, I, I know the feeling of uh, having your headphones in and you've, because I listen to some podcasts sometimes that are funny and, um, the kids are home and I have headphones because I usually have the ones that are, I mean, I can't play some of these podcasts, right? Yeah. Um, they got, they swear more than we do. Yeah. Um, but I've, I sometimes will laugh out loud and always the kids are like, what, what's that? What, what was funny on there? And I'm just like, oh, God, no, just no. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't want to talk. <laughs> like, I don't want to, like, I don't know. I've resorted to, like, when I have my headphones in because I'm usually doing it when I'm like, Washing dishes or something, or Your folding laundry, favorite chore. Washing just dishes. doing, you know, chores or something like that. And they're always trying to talk to me, and I'm always popping my earphones out, and like, "What was that?" Blah blah. To the point now where I'm just like, "Earphones are in. <laughs> Stop talking to me." <laughs> you're like non. If you need something, then fine. But if you're just <laughs> talking to me, I don't want to hear it right now. <laughs> daddy time. Daddy's doing work. If I'm doing work around the house, I don't want to listen to you. You think they'd figure it out that this is like, it's like kid free time where like you're not going to be up their ass on anything. What's funny is that, you know, a lot of uh, things on the internet will tell you, you don't want to be on your phone all the time with your kids around you because mm-hmm. you're looking at your screen and all that. Mm-hmm. And I find that I can have a full conversation with them while looking at my phone. Whereas if I'm not looking at my phone and I'm listening to something, oh man, I'm a jerk. <laughs> you're a jerk? Well, I'm just like, ah, I can't. What are you talking about? I don't know. What are you saying? I don't know what you're saying. I get out, get of, out here. of here. Yeah. <laughs> you're such an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Um. Okay. So I would also recommend Working Moms, the first couple episodes that I've gotten through. Okay. Okay. Anything else? You ready to talk about? I do. But the first thing we're going to do is we're going to play a segment that we haven't played in a while. A game that we haven't played in a while. 
Angela explains it all. Na 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 na. Na 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 na. Um, <laughs> no, I'm it's real easy. Okay. It's a real easy version. Okay. I want you to name as many of these Ernest movies as you can without looking at your computer. Oh, I don't know very many. I know Ernest Scared Stupid. Mm-hmm. Ernest Goes to Jail. Mm-hmm. Ernest uh, Goes to Camp. Mm-hmm. Those are the three I know. Is that all you got? Yeah. That's it. Ernest Saves Christmas? Nah, I don't think I ever saw that one. Okay. Well... I could have looked it up and telling you how wrong you were, but I didn't even bother because they're, those are all, I think you got all the theatrical ones, yeah. but there is, uh, uh, several straight to video ones that happened as well. I mean, so you and, got them all. That's and, kind of sad, but good for you. And the Ernest character was created before the Ernest, these movies. Right. As part of something else. It was the seventies when the character was created. So that's beyond the scope. Look at you reading the Wikipedia entry on Ernest Scared Stupid. Wikipedia. Okay. Um, Okay, well there you go. We played the game. We hadn't played it in a while, so I thought I'd give you an easy one just to oh. just to ease you back into it. A little it. low baller, huh? Yeah, it was a low. Well, no, right down the pipe. Like that's how the Twins were pitching to the Yankees. Am I right? Just right down the. Actually, uh, that's not how no, they were pitching. They were, they were nibbling. Pitching, they were pitching a lot of balls. They were fucking nibbling, and then well, because they're just they're all like twenty two. Shut it down. We're talking about nibbling, and then Stop. after they nibble, they throw the ball down the fucking pipe, and then it's just like yeah. Anyway, they're cursed. Okay. They're cursed. I tell you. So. The segment we typically kick off with is, what do you remember? The what do you remember segment is where we old millennials sit down before we go back and watch the movie and write down what we remember about the plot and anything that stands out to us as far as remembering watching it. Okay. So, Tyler, what do you remember about Ernest Scared Stupid? This is what I wrote. I said, I used to love... <clears throat> oh, excuse oh, me. wow. Got a few clocks in your throat. I used to love the Ernest movies as a kid. I have no idea why. None of us do. But I remember a little to nothing about this particular movie. I remember re-watching the Christmas one a couple of years ago and being embarrassed for my younger self. So we'll see what happens. I could not remember. I've seen this movie. I watched it a lot when I was little. There's not a single aspect of it that I could remember. And then when it played, none of it was familiar. Sometimes I wonder how you and I ever connected in this universe. Well, it's weird is that there's other movies that I've seen at the same period or didn't see and haven't seen in just as long that I know really well. Yeah, that you saw maybe like once or twice and you're like, oh, I remember going to the theater. I remember yeah. the plot exactly. I'm basically writing the IMDb page with my memories. I My parent, my mom, has taken me to an Ernest movie, but I think because this is like the fifth one and maybe the last one that was in theaters, there's no way that she'd see... I'm sure after a good Christmas one, she's like, we're not. I'm not taking you to shit anymore. <laughs> Like, I mean, she stopped. <laughs> I mean, maybe your mom has standards. I don't know. No, she's like, nope. Because she, like, she'll go to anything. That's, that was her deal. But no. There's no way that we went to the fifth Ernest movie in the movie theater. There's just no way. It was 91. I was a little young, too. I think I caught a lot of these later. But I'm pretty sure that I went to Goes to Camp or Christmas uh, in the theater. I, I remember seeing Goes to Camp. I don't remember it. But I remember... Right. Well, don't worry. We got that three-pack now. That yeah, DVD three-pack for $3. Here's what I remember about Ernest Scared Stupid. There's some scary troll who turns kids into wooden dolls, mm. which is pretty terrifying. Somehow, Ernest gets involved. I think he's a grown man who has friends who are kids, and they might be building a treehouse in the tree the troll has been locked in for years. And so all havoc breaks loose, and Ernest has to figure it out and save the day. I remember this movie giving me nightmares for sure. I can't believe you remember that. 
just... How could you not remember it? There's so much, so much disturbing, like, like it, it really plugs into the childhood fears. And then Ernest is such a whack-a-dack-a-doodle-doo. No, I know the, like, when he does his, like, multiple character things, I know all that. Like, that's very familiar to me. The character of Ernest and how he behaves is very familiar to me. Those two guys that are business people that are in all these movies, that's very familiar to me. But, like, this business with the troll and the kids, I don't know. You know what? Didn't I remember think that. If you, okay, when was, like, The Labyrinth and Dark Crystal? Those were in probably, the late 80s. I know, but I probably started watching those around the same time. So I was I was into this, like, supernatural shit early in my life, Tyler. So I was like, this is interesting and probably real. And I hope I don't find a troll that turns me into a, a wooden doll. I think the reason I don't remember it is because it's fucking terrible. <laughs> Well, thanks for listening, everyone. That wraps up Old Millennials Remember Movies podcast. Ernest Scared Stupid. But don't you... Yeah, but I think you disagree, so we should keep going. I think you think that there's something to this movie. I mean... Seems like it. I do, but... Like, do I have the energy to, <laughs> to talk about it with well, you? Well, maybe think about it while you give us the high stats. High stats about Ernest Scared Stupid. I'm going to unplug my plug. I don't think I need it. Ugh, here we go. I'm too far away, so I want to make sure that you can all hear these very important vital stats. They're high, and they're stats. Um, if you're interested in watching Ernest Scared Stupid, you can, as always, uh, stream it online. Or, <laughs> or find it for free somewhere. Uh, isn't this... Now, I don't I don't think it is streaming on, like, Hulu or Netflix right now. But, but can, this movie screams of, like, just being on YouTube by someone that uploaded it, and no one bothered sure. to take it down, right? I, I didn't I saw, check. I think I saw both versions. I saw, like, a complete one, and then I saw a YouTube one for two ninety nine. I mean, that checks out. <laughs> okay, so Ernest Scared Stupid came out October 11th, 1991. Ooh, the twins were in the midst of their worlds. Oh, man, they're not, they're not doing that this year. Oh, man. <laughs> They were that may have been done, or they've been close. It was really, sooner than I really regret bringing this up. Hmm. The year ninety one. That was a glorious year. Twins, I'll yeah. tell you who they didn't have to play the Yankees. Okay, and then it came. <laughs> it was rated PG. Yeah. It clocks in at one hour thirty one minutes. It's yep. That's it's a minute too long officially, and about forty five minutes too long in general. But yep. Stars Jim Varney. R.I.P. Oh, who also was the. Dog in He's Slinky Dog. Slinky Dog for the Toy first story. for the first two Toy Stories. Yeah, then they recast him after he died. But, but yeah. I'm not seeing a budget here. <laughs> but well, they got it. They had to put some money into that troll uh, makeup, and, it, and also it didn't go worldwide. No, I mean I'm shocked. But opening weekend, it made four and a half million dollars. But it wasn't. This was the last one, right? Because then they started going straight to video later, right? This was this this was it. And this, what's crazy is these were like Touchstone Pictures. That's Disney. Disney was in in on this, man. These were Disney movies, and they put a lot into marketing too. Are these movies showing up on Disney Plus next month? I don't think so. I'm not sure. Maybe they are. And it grossed uh, fourteen million. Yeah, I mean, not a very good amount. Who knows money, how but... much it costs to make it. It probably still turned a profit because, well, I don't know. They built a lot of contraptions in this movie they had to, like, show off. And a lot of troll makeup. So, yeah, I don't know. This, this, hey, listen. We were talking about this. This is as good a time as I need to bring it up. We were talking about, like, the watchability of, of this as an adult. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that you were trying to look at it more so than I was in terms of, like, a child watching it. Because that really is... The, the only play here. It is meant for children, but it does not offer any of that. Uh, there's no value for an adult watching this thing. There's no, this is not unless, a Pixar movie. Unless 
You were an adult who saw it as a kid. I saw it, but see, this was the same thing with that Christmas one, which I remember a lot and rewatching it as an adult. I'm like, I don't have nostalgic, warm feelings for this. This is just hard to watch. But in that hard to watch experience is that experience of like, what the fuck is happening here? And why was I entertained by this? That is like, it's like a study of the child's psyche. It's very interesting. I mean, yes. And there's so much in this movie that's actually really fantastic. I mean, once the once the troll showed up, I was doing better. Like because Were you? because it was pretty It's a practical that. effect and it's like something and then there's so many interactions with like Ernest and this this makeup and um you know, so that was like Wow, Jesus! They really were like they were really going for this thing, mm-hmm. and 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 it, it's just so re- and it's also very repetitive, which I found to be fascinating. And like it's like oh, they're having an encounter, and then five minutes later, it's like oh, we're gonna have another fight, and then oh, we're gonna have an like it is just like the same thing for a good forty minutes. Okay, <laughs> let's talk about what's great about this movie, though. Oh, nothing. But go ahead. You're such a dick. <laughs> There's so many awesome things in this movie. One. Is this an allegory for a much deeper, darker topic? No, but go ahead. I thought you were thinking it was. Oh, well, I don't want to be that guy, but this is a weird... Uh... <laughs> I mean, even in what I remember, yeah, Ernest is a grown man yeah. who has friends who are children. It's weird. I would Now, I think this movie would have worked better... And the series in general, if we were cut, if we were made to believe this was more of a drop dead Fred situation, and uh, Ernest was an imaginary friend to these uh, children, yeah, that would make a lot more sense than just this guy who's working for the uh, the city as like the garbage man who's built a lot of contraptions on his garbage truck, just hanging out with the kids in town. <laughs> and also, I mean, everyone in town seems to be in agreement that he's an idiot. But <laughs> yeah. are they? With in, historical roots of being an idiot. Yeah, as are the they prologue. in agreement that, like, maybe he's, like, developmentally disabled? But Is he's not. like, a thing? But he's not, though, because he, yeah, he's dumb, but he's able to, he builds things. I know, granted, he they don't work. He drives a garbage truck. He which... has a license. I mean, uh, you know, no, because he's, yeah. I don't think that's the case. There's no, no, because that would be really, no, It the movie purposely walks around that edge because they know that that would be inappropriate and insensitive right but no he's just like a he's a kooky character who hangs out with kids right uh builds things with them in the dark in the woods yep um he also lets him ride in his uh garbage truck without seatbelts on sure i mean that's the least of the things that he does with these children that is that should be a concern I don't um, think that there's any sexual tones whatsoever. No, there's not. And I, I'm not suggesting that the series has ever had that. But it is just this weird, like, it's just, it's just, I was just saying that I it would be more interesting to me as, like, a, a movie to watch as an adult if he was just, like, an imaginary person. Or if he was, like, the troll. And, like, because, number like, when the first the troll first, first appears and he goes after the, either Poindexter, is it Poindexter? Uh he the, he the troll's able to throw his voice right mm-hmm. he can change voices and so he sounded like uh uh Ernest and I thought wouldn't it be a better movie if it was like the troll was just like Ernest like he was doing the village he was putting like a, a costume on which we're going to talk about all oh, the Shyamalan things going on in this movie Shyamalan saw this series am I right um but 
you know what I mean? Like that would be better. Like the troll, he's the troll. Yeah, there's a there's a troll. There's a predator in the woods. His name's Ernest. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That would be a psychological uh, movie that I could get behind. But no, he's just an idiot who likes to hang out with kids. So, uh, yeah. What I remembered about the movie, just to catch you up, in case you're listening to this and you haven't recently seen uh-huh. uh, Ernest Scared Stupid, basically what I said is right. Uh, there's this old troll back in the olden days. And they have a, a there's a prologue, and it's mm-hmm. Jim Varney as mm-hmm. a a guy who's burying a troll. Yep, he's taking children. So the roots are trapping the troll in a tree. Yeah, roots that must go tree. undisturbed. Yep. And then lots of years go by, and then uh, Ernest has these kids and their friends, and they go build a treehouse. And to... there's a, a yeah, there's a legend that's going on about yes. like uh, that he's part of the bloodline, and everybody's gotten dumber because of his curse, and that's suddenly we're explaining. The Why Ernest, Ernest the, is so dumb. He's so dumb. The girl, uh, yeah. And then there's a there's a Eartha Kit is in the movie, and she is playing this other woman where this property is, and she's kind of like the keeper or guard of the area, but she does a terrible job of keeping this idiot from going on the property. Yeah, because like to release the troll, he had to like say put his hands on the tree and say something, and she goes ahead and tells him what he would need. How to would say. you tell Ernest these things? He's like, oh, like this is gonna happen, and it's like I think because the lady wanted to save those children. Oh, she wanted to go back and save like her siblings or something yeah, as we wanted, find out later. She wanted it released so that they could be he could be defeated. Maybe have like a more competent person uh despite the thing then. You can't it had to be him. The heir of oh, the Oh yeah, you're right. I mean, yeah. So anyway, blah blah blah. They find out milk kills the things. They, there's a bunch of baby trolls, they come out, they fight another big battle. And then it's So the many end, big battles. At the end, Ernest saves the day with his unconditional true love expressed to the troll and the troll explodes the end so that's in a nutshell if right it, it just your job there's a couple memory. things that i want to talk about in that description but okay. yes i know but you know just to give people a, a grounding in what we're talking because the, the the visual depiction of that unconditional love is something to behold let's talk about it <laughs> so um why we're we gonna jump all the way to the end huh who cares yeah, we can rock this out in, in 45 minutes. Well, there's other stuff to talk about. But yeah, okay. So, like, he, Ernest realized, well, I don't know how he realizes this. Like, you have to he be nice the to the troll. lady talking. She's so far away, it seems I like. I fucking know. <laughs> so the old lady's talking, like, 15 feet away, whispering to With, another like, guy in the crowd. With, like, flames blocking the, all, all the adults. By the way, if Ernest is dumb in this town, all the other people are just really dumb, too, though. Yeah. Oh, they're idiots. They're like nineteen. This is a movie stupid. where the kids are kids are smart, and all every adult in the movie is on a, a complete f- moron. Fucking idiot. When Ernest is your hero of a of an adult, that's how you know the rest of this fucking town is full of just morons. I think it really planted the seed in me that like adults are stupid. Yeah, that's a great thing to be planting into your mind too. Good thing I, for kids to see. Adults are stupid. You can't trust adults. If you tell them something terrible, is they going won't on believe in your life, you. They won't believe you. Again, if you keep thinking, if you if you even have a, any kind of mind that goes dark. And you go through the scenarios of this. It's like I was in the woods with this man, and, and this troll thing terror. Like, like no, they're like, ah, it's nothing. Ernest is, yeah, he's an idiot. It's like maybe the kid's trying to tell you about something really terrible like, that happened. Maybe to he you. was assaulted. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what I mean. Like, yeah. the, it, that's the level of uh, that's. So what's I think that, that that was something I learned from this movie. Can't trust adults. <laughs> Your parents don't believe you. That's a good, that's a good lesson to learn. Um, Always just talk to the garbage man. Who's got a dog named Wishbone? Man, fucking Wishbone's great though. His dog that was really sad. The dog got turned into a wooden doll. Sad. The dog's name is Rimshot, but it looked like Wishbone. 
Yeah, Wishbone's great. We should just watch all of Wishbone and then do a podcast. That was on. on a, we made a list of things that we we're going to watch, and Wishbone is on that list. If anybody has Wishbone on DVD, feel free to send it on over. Is it not on uh, streaming anywhere? I don't know. Anyway, the at the end, he hears the old lady talking about unconditional love because he's going to have a, yet another fight with this troll because there's so many fights with this troll. This is the last fight, though. Yeah, this is the last fight, and he comes to the realization or hears her say like, "Oh, unconditional love." So then, like, he reaches his arms out, and he's like, come give me a hug. And then the way they hug is just, uh, it's something to behold. Then he kisses him. He kisses him. That's the kiss is really what seals it. But he, like, the troll is short because it's a troll. It jumps up in his arms, and they do, like, a spinning hug for a long time. I mean, he time. does wrap his legs around yeah. Ernest. Yeah, <laughs> wraps his that's legs around happened. Ernest. And he's just rolling, spinning around in circles, and it's like, wow, this is the movie that we're watching. <laughs> um, the reason I was thinking about... And then kisses him. The um, unconditional love piece is that she kept saying, like, the uh, man with the child, the heart of a child. Right. And you're criticizing Ernest. And uh, as I'm looking at you, mm-hmm. in my peripheral, all around you, is yeah. a room full of toys. Yeah, but Ernest doesn't have toys. He's just a, the heart of a child is an idiot. He's so, an like, idiot. But, like, who's creepier, you or Ernest? I mean, I don't, I'm not hanging out with kids that are not my children. So there's that. There's that. So I think I've still got the edge. But you have a room full of toys that you play Man, with. Man, you just get... You, you, someone's against you and says that your movie that you like is bad. Or you just come up with the fucking big guns, don't you? Like, I'm going to attack oh. his character. You married me. You're the one who bought half this shit. But yeah, go ahead. Come I at me. I definitely did come not buy half me. these Funko Pops. Come at me. Well, yeah, you did indirectly. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> How about that? Um, so yeah, just don't stop being mean to me. I don't, I don't have to like Ernest. Don't be rude. Stop scowling at me. Do you think I uh, hit a soft spot there for no, you, Ben? I don't care. Um, I don't wear overalls. Do you, do you like not Ernest. care in the same way that you don't care that the twins are getting no. their asses handed? I care more about the twins getting their asses handed to them than that. But uh, no, I don't, also, don't own overalls. Ernest wears overalls a lot. He wears overalls. I bet if right? you realize how comfortable overalls were, that like you don't have to worry about your pants because your pants are connected to your shoulders. Well, pants don't go that far up. Not that's not right. Your pants falling down. You have to like pull your pants up. No, I don't. I don't worry about that. I just pull my pants up. Fucking I don't know. About. You decided to attack my character because I don't like the little stupid movie you like. <laughs> Attacking my character. And the um, the amount that you push back. Also, this room's cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this room's awesome. Okay, and you're not awesome for not. Let liking me tell it. you about a couple of things that I loved in the movie as a kid. Okay, and then through the eyes of a kid. Right. I did love the treehouse they built. Ooh, okay, yeah, the treehouse. <laughs> so what I love about the treehouse is, like, um, everything's outside shooting, but then, like, as soon as they get to the property, it's, like, a movie set. Like, Clearly, the lighting <laughs> is all fucking off. It's so different. different. It, so that was funny. But then they build this uh, treehouse on the sacred tree. That could be featured on HGTV. Yeah, oh, for sure. And I don't know how... This is a six to eight week renovation. If this was like a fixer upper and yeah. Chip and uh, Joanne Joanne had to get in there, they'd have to send their whole team to get this thing put together. They seemingly get this together in like a 
day. No way. No in way. Like three hours, because I feel like they start at like four o'clock in the afternoon, and they're done by like seven o'clock. I needed the montage to show me like them coming and going for over the yeah. course of several days. Because all of a sudden, there's like all these supplies in one throwaway line where Ernest is just like, oh man, I've been collecting this stuff for years. It's like tons of planks of wood, all these gadgets, pots and pans, and a fucking kitchen stove, and gadgets to create like shooters and a drone there's a drone oh yeah there's a drone with a cover like being held up by balloons right yes it's a drone though yes it has all this like attacking equipment to and attack a, the bullies as a pizza thrower a pizza thrower. which is what you do in 91 that's what you uh i mean pizza throwers were all the game you have a, a toy and at one point some bullies come and they do shoot some pizzas and tyler where did those pizzas come from that's a good point. They were old prop, according to the IMDb, the, or on the Wikipedia there, they're old props from the Secret of the Use movie, pizza props. Yep. So, yeah. No, because that's what, in 91, that was the, that was the shit. Pizza thrower. That was one of the coolest uh, uh, vehicles you could get from the Ninja Turtles, was the pizza thrower. Shoot so, the things. can you at least admit that the treehouse was pretty badass? Yeah, no, I mean, I think that there are, when you look at it from that perspective, and you see the gadgets, and you see, like, the type of goofball comedy that Ernest is like, yeah, it's for kids. I'm not, I wouldn't, I wouldn't disagree with that at all. And I could see the appeal, but it's just like, as an adult, there's just nothing to grasp onto. Did you, um, back in the day, watch and enjoy Pee Wee Herman? Yeah, but that's another Cause weird like, one. Lisa loves Pee Wee Herman. Yeah. I'm just like, I don't, I don't fuck it. I can't do it. I mean, it depends. Like the movie is one thing. The show is a whole other deal. Right. I mean, but all the gadgets and stuff. Yeah, I mean, I I watched I watched it, but I, I've seen it as an adult, and it's just like, it's not something you're gonna go pop in and like, oh, I'm gonna watch this episode. Oh, I remember this episode of Pee Wee. Like, no, it doesn't work that way. It's not a show that you can just go and. And I think this is this is unfortunately the the nostalgic uh, feeling did not uh, come over me. That's too bad. Why don't you talk to me a little bit about early '90s obesity? <laughs> There's a lot of kids that are. Uh, uh, overweight, and they are all like, well, no, one of them's a nice kid. Yeah, no, but the one is just a stereotypical uh, fat bully. Fat bully, which is nineties fat bully, and he's got his coworker mean bully with the bowl cut, mm-hmm. which our hero of the movie also has a bowl cut, but um, our the one kid, um, but oh yeah, so before we talk about anything else, I think we need to talk about this awkward scene where this uh bowl cut hero kid. Uh, and the girl who wears a Christmas sweater the whole movie, his friend, mm-hmm. she like kisses him on the cheek, on the cheek, and then and she's then going home. She runs off, and then we get a, and then we cut to Ernest in his garbage truck making. I don't know what this reaction yeah, is. Like what? What did the script say there? Because he's making this like I'm feeling shy and like oh. Yeah, and he tilts he, his head to the side a little, and he's making like a kissy face. A it's fucking the most awkward thing I've which, ever seen. Which would better support the idea that if Ernest was like an, um, an embodiment of our hero kid, like if that's him as an adult embodied, and that's his reaction, you know what I mean? If he was like imagining Ernest in general, then Ernest would have that reaction. It's like they share emotional states. Better movie. But that's not what's happening. That's not what's happening. No, but he's, yeah, it's a weird, it's a weird, like, I'm shy, but he's, like, puckering his lips almost. It's not even, like, but it, it also seems like it's, un, like, he's uncomfortable negatively, too. Like, it's not just, like, I'm shy, but that was cool, like, what the boy would be thinking. But it's also, like, he just seems like he, he feels like he's been violated a little bit. 
And the dog is making a scary face, too, believe it or well, not. Well, in the freeze frame we caught. Scary. Fucking devil dog. That wishbone saw some shit. I don't yeah. know. Um, so that's weird. But then that leads into, like, what you had, you mentioned, I think, before we watched the movie, of, like, a genuinely scary moment of the movie. Uh, this girl is checking under her bed. And again, her fucking parents, her mom, not fucking listening to her at all. She's like, all this traumatic shit has happened to me, mom, and I'm scared. And her mom's like, whatever, you're fine. Yeah. Didn't even, did she even look under the bed? No. Let me see if she check it. Fu- Just look under the bed. Yes. Trust your fucking kids. But anyway, this is actually pretty uh, good. Uh, this is actually a pretty good sequence in that she looks under the bed, she sees nothing, and then she turns over and like the goblin troll is like laying in the bed, right next to her, right next to her, very close, filling the frame. Right. Um, fucking yeah. scary. It's a, sure. I think it's a. I mean, yeah. As a kid, you would be you'd be frightened by that. Yeah. And what is up with all these 90s movies where girls are in upstairs bedrooms with the windows fucking open? Wearing Christmas sweaters. A lot of Christmas sweaters by this girl. No, but the troll, the troll, I think, because that that scene works, because I, yes, like, so now, obviously, it looks just like a a special effect, but it's pretty good. Like, the, the, the design of the main troll and then the ones later are, um, creative and pretty good. They look grotesque. Yeah. It looks like a, you know, I don't know, it's way better than looking at some CGI thing that look, totally. doesn't move around anymore, right? Totally. I, I like that aspect of it. They got pretty creative when the children trolls uh, grow at the end. Yep. So you got a lot of different looking trolls. Yep. Pretty good, right? Mm-hmm. Pretty solid stuff. Uh, our main troll at the end of the movie becomes, this movie is all super about, troll. it's all about Secret of the Ooze in this movie because they're like, it turns into like the super shredder of um, trolls because it's got spikes shooting out of them and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, he grows extra body parts. Um, yeah, it, but I mean, it, again, that, that effect is less effective when Ernest is like hugging the troll or the, how, what do you think about the sequence where, um, one of the mini battles that he has with the troll in which, uh, he's driving his truck, the troll attacks him. Kind of, you know, scary. He's stabbing the top of the truck. Yeah, with a big fucking blade. So then they proceed to have a battle on the back of the truck while the truck is still moving. And we're at the, the movie. I pointed this out. Yeah. I was like, why is the truck still fucking going? And the dog is apparently driving the truck. But I know that dog doesn't have fucking long enough legs to push that gas Well, battle. but they do show the dog. There's a couple of insert shots of the dog going down and hitting the brakes. And then going up, up and driving. So you could... You, you could surmise that it is um he's doing a little bit of both no, i mean i was watching the velocity of the truck and the speed and it was consistent okay it was pretty slow though so was it just in neutral maybe going down a hill no okay it was this is what happened someone was like uh this doesn't make sense and then the director was like it's a fucking movie for kids kids don't know how fucking trucks work and they're like i don't know and they're like fine put an insert shot of the dog pushing the pedal jesus Fuck. um so there's a there's a gag at the end of that where he gets stuck in a barrel and the barrel goes over the edge and then those two businessmen guys that are in these movies proceeds to just run Ernest over. Yeah. And it's like the 15th instance in which Ernest is killed dead in this movie. Yes. He's killed dead in this movie so many times, right? Dead. That's why I think he... Man, I don't know. There's This was my theory. Quit stealing my theories, what Tyler. Theory? Oh. I don't, about M. Night Shyamalan. No, I haven't gotten to that. That's a good theory. We could talk about that. But um, no, he... Th- I wish... You could take maybe... Five minutes of the movie out, just in total everywhere, and you could make it that he's imaginary, right? Because you just have to take away some of the interactions with the adults, him getting fired, right, from the sanitation job, yeah. and you could have him be in a body because the man gets murdered so many times. He electrocutes himself right at the beginning when he's fucking around with his uh Oh no, he gets, 
trash. Oh, yeah. He gets electrocuted. He gets smashed in the trash compactor. compactor. He gets knocked to the pavement with his head first out oh, of yeah. the trash compactor. Uh, he gets eaten by a... He gets snapped by a giant... Oh, yeah. Tr- bear a, trap. A bear trap, but it's like the size of... for It's for a T-Rex, right? Yeah. And it... He gets it snapped. He's dead. Dead. But then later, like the next shot, he's like completely fine. No scratches, nothing. That's what Not I'm saying. A, yep. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think... Uh, I think he... Yeah, just you could do an edit on this and make him uh, a human. Um. Yeah. So, your theory... Yes. And I think there's a lot of suggestion that it's true, is that M. Night Shyamalan, master of surprise and thrills and horror, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, saw Ernest Scared Stupid and then uh, modeled most of his filmography on this movie. Yeah, so he was, he's a little bit older than us. Okay. So we were born in 83, 84. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was born in 1970, so he was 21 when this movie came out. Okay, formidable when he's just thinking he's going to be a, mo- a movie in maker. In film school or whatever. I don't remember, but it was his history, but Probably. sure. I don't know what he was doing. And uh, he's watching this movie. Yep. It's his favorite like, series. This is fucking this this one in particular. Yeah, this is his favorite because it's the scary one, right? And he's like, "God, this movie has a lot in it." Yeah. And he's like, "You know, what'd be crazy mm-hmm. is if there was this guy yeah. who uh, who uh, was like unbreakable, like he just kept getting into shit and didn't die." Yep. Boom, unbreakable. <laughs> then, keep going. You go. Now it's your turn. Oh, pick one. Do you like scenes where uh, Jim Varney or Ernest? tries to entertain the kids and fight an entire b- battalion of trolls where he seemingly changes his personality on a whim, does quick changes, which I'm not, we, I, we have to dissect that a little bit more, but does quick changes and changes his voice and changes his entire character and being just on the flip of a coin to, and then interacting with people at all times. And then M. Night Shyamalan's like, I can make, I can make a movie about this and call it Split. Split. Boom. Here's another one for you. Mm-hmm. So in this movie, it turns out that a common everyday beverage mm. is, it, it fucking kills the yeah. fucking trolls. Yeah. I mean, in this movie, the beverage is milk. But I feel like M. Night Shyamalan is like, what if, but what if mm-hmm. it was water? Boom, signs. Signs. And then Ernest <laughs> gets into an elevator. You know who's in that elevator? The devil. Which movie is that? That movie's Devil, where he just produced it. But that doesn't happen in Ernest Scared Stupid, so that's okay. okay. Uh, I was just trying to There's also the theory that uh, Ernest himself is already dead. Right. I see dead people. Imaginary, I see dead, yeah. Or, what I mentioned earlier, when it was the voice of uh, Ernest talking to Poindexter Kid, and then it turned around as the troll... My other theory was the real predator in the woods is Ernest wearing a troll costume like the people in The Village. The Village. He saw this movie and tried to be built his entire career on it. I mean, I'm sure I can make a tie to all the movies. Like, let's see, The Happening. The Happening? Yeah. There's trees that are holding powerful beings, and they turn into wind, and it kills people? The Happening. The trees are alive. Yep. Next. (laughs) We got them all. Avatar, The Last Airbender. That's existing property. doesn't count. After Earth? Oh, yeah. What about After Earth? Uh, father and son dynamic relationships having trouble because our Kiro kid has trouble with his cop dad being worthless. Yep. So there you go. He took that straight on there. I don't know if he actually wrote that screenplay. That might be one they didn't write. I can't no. remember. Mm-hmm. Um, How about The Visit? The no, Visit? He, he did write after Earth. Okay. Uh, The Visit is about uh, going to see grandparents and they crazy. Hmm. Um, Were there any the grandparents in this? No. 
There's a bunch of idiots that live in the town and wear really terrible costumes to their um, party or whatever. What is the? Everybody's at the school at the party. There's more well, adults there's there. there's the old lady. Well, there's the old lady, and she's crazy, and she has that old house. Well, for a minute, for a hot minute during this movie, yeah. she, it's revealed that she also has wooden dolls. So I thought she was in it with the troll for she was a in hot on minute. It. There was a hot twist there, yeah. Like she was not who she, she was saying she was. Then you thought that this, not to, I mean, I think we No, we've, no, hold on. Okay. I think M. Night Shyamalan saw that lady, and he was like, what if that was your grandma, and then it turned out she wasn't your grandma? Yeah. The visit. The visit. It's pretty okay. good. It's pretty good. Okay. No, well, I was going to say that I, when we started, you said that, did, like, you found that when you were young, you found this aspect of the troll taking the children, which is not a frightening uh, idea in general, because most movies that are aimed at kids don't put the, a bunch of kids in peril, right? Yeah. Because they seemingly are killed, kind of, because they get turned into these wooden figurines. Yeah. So what was your thoughts on that? It scared you as a kid? It was... Maybe not, like, super scary in the moment, but one of those things that, like, I think stuck with me mm-hmm. enough that I remembered it, and I think I probably literally had some nightmares about it. Yeah. Not like I was like, ooh, that's scary in the moment, but more like, that's fucked up, man. Like, okay, that's kind of creepy. The troll has the ability to not only turn people into wooden sculptures, but he also can shrink them down so he can carry them easier. I mean, he likes, he likes, uh, figurines. Yeah. Action figures. You want to make fun? Do you want to... Spend five minutes making fun of me again, or are you good? I, mean, I wasn't gonna say that you were troll-like in your affinity oh, okay. for. Just go ahead if you got five. You got five minutes. Go ahead and just want to dig into me some more. What about glass? Kick a man when I'm down. Well, that's the split character and Unbreakable together. So that's just that's a continuation of uh, of that. Uh, a lot of showdowns. That's a big movie about showdowns, right? Yeah. Uh, go back. We had a big discussion about glass in episode. Oh, I can always find it really quick. Don't you even worry. What about Lady in the Water? Mermaids. Didn't you remember? Didn't you see that mermaid in this movie? Uh, what? <laughs> I don't know how that one fights in. Listen, it's a loose theory. We're just Glass uh, is episode thirty. What what, what movie was We're that paired with? Unbreakable? Unbreakable. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's yeah. not a loose theory. It's a solid theory. Um, M Night Shyamalan. I know you're listening to this podcast, he so is. go ahead and just uh, you know. Just admit it. Just let us know. Maybe just, just We'll have it. you on the show. You can tell us about all how this was the origin for all your films. Yeah, he was like, my influencers were Steven Spielberg and Martin Scorsese and Ernest. Scared stupid. Ernest scared stupid specifically. Specifically. He's like, I'm not a, I'm not into those other ones. Mm-hmm. He's a very specific uh, kind. Um, okay, Tyler, it's time for tea time. Okay. I'm feeling a lull in the conversation. Why don't you just make fun of me some more? Why don't you kick someone down after that, having to endure years and years of this, the Yankees just smashing your team to bits? Why don't you just keep keep kicking a man when he's down? I'm trying to think of something to ask you here. <laughs> a lot of dead air. Yeah, I'm going to have to edit some of that out. <laughs> yeah, you are. <laughs> they're they're going to be like, what dead air? I didn't hear any dead air. <laughs> <laughs> Technology. The magic of editing. So tea time with Tyler is when I pour some of my refilled hot water into my mug. Well, you pour some in mine too. When sure. You do. Here, Maybe put, give me a little more time. Yours over here. Mine's not. It's not gonna taste as good. I don't know. I, mean, I don't know how you refill this. And there's no. What? What? It's like your tea bag ripped. It ripped open. apart. I saw that. What the hell? You What'd you ki- do to it? You poured it in there. Yikes. Maybe it was my action figure collection's fault. Your tea smells really good though. It's very citrusy. It's yeah. It's called wild sweet Mine's orange. Mine's like digestive sweet tea. Wild so it orange. smells like I'm gonna have a good bowel movement later. Yeah, good for you. That's what it smells like. Good for you. Okay, Tyler, 
Tell me all the movies with kids rocking sweet bowl cuts. Oh, God. I don't know, man. Anything that came out in the 1990s, between 1988 and 1993, I, that's, I don't know, man. How about you just tell me about your sweet bowl cut? Oh, I had one forever. Like, I probably had my bowl cut for a little bit longer than you probably anybody should have, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, you're rocking into fifth grade, everybody else is, like, getting cool haircuts, right? They're starting getting, to like, die major out. major fades, and you're getting just the straight bowl and cut. And it's just like, I don't know, I know, this is what I know. This is the hair I know. I don't want to do anything different. Do you think the bowl cut will ever come back? Yes. Everything comes back. Have you seen some of the way these dipshits color? No, you know what? I was gonna say that they do the. It's not the bowl cut, but like this idea of like hair and then this very stark line all the way around the corner. There's no blending. They really like a lot of dudes will have like a very distinct difference between like their their upper hair and their lower hair, right? <laughs> These are scientific terms. They're upper and lower. And it's not as it's not as drastic because the bowl cut was just like so much hair and then like hardly any, right? Mm-hmm. But like we're already basically like we're right we're right on the edge of bringing that back because that's already the so popular. Fanny packs are back. Yeah, it's just a matter of time. No, so all it's gonna take is just uh, yeah a little bit more aggressive with the other things that have already been going on. So yeah, it's coming back. I'm sorry, I don't I don't know. There's not a lot of movies that I can think of. Didn't Kindergarten Cop have a couple in there when oh, we were watching probably. it? Just watch that movie. Um, so would you watch this movie with any of your kids? No, I, I no, no, because you don't want to watch it. No, I don't want to watch it. <laughs> like I just, I don't. When you pointed out, you at, at the end of the movie yesterday, you pointed out like our eight year old. This is like this is right in her wheelhouse. She would think this is so funny. I'm like, oh, that's uh, what I, my first thought was like, oh, that's so sad. Um, because <laughs> she's so dumb. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're so mean. But then again, I'm, then I think like, well, yeah, but I also like this then or whatever. So I get that. But I mean, yeah, it's not something I want to watch. I what's weird is that like I can watch Baby's Day Out, which I mean, let's let's be honest, that movie is not exactly uh, filled with. Uh, a lot of things for like an older audience. It's mostly there to do pratfuls for kids, right? It's got some older actors. There's got though. some actors that are known. I think that helps, yeah. right? But um, yeah, I don't know. Ernest is just so aggressive, and it's 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 right. It's coming at you. Baby's day out. The baby's like he. The hero is very passive. It's a and baby. It's a fucking baby. It's a baby. Whereas Ernest, it's just in your face the whole time. And his shtick. It's like it Jim Carrey on crack plus Pee Wee Herman. It is. It's it's more than I can handle as an adult. It's irritating. Well, that, you, even at the beginning of this, when the, he first did his like montage of characters, you were like, I don't know, like, a, I mean, you were just like, ugh, right? I mean, because yeah. it's aggressive. And what's funny to me was that I remember, like, that's a memory I do have. Is like I was always impressed with this ability to do this. Like, oh, look at all the characters. There's there's not much to the difference in the characters. His voice is still very much the same. And I'm not trying to. I think Jim Varney is talented, and he was talented in these movies. I think. It is something because he was doing a thing. He was doing a thing and he was going for it, right? Mm-hmm. But I mean, it just doesn't it doesn't age well. <laughs> like none of Jim Carrey's early stuff. I mean, honestly, doesn't age all that well. No. Not really. It's just so manic and crazy. It's just we're not we're not there anymore. We're we're we like we like our Joker movies about terrorists, not Caesar Romero. Don't end on that. You know what no. I mean? I'm just saying that that's where we're at culturally. We're just not goof, goofy crazy is not where we're at anymore. You know what I mean? That's why our that's why the beloved Polly Shore is not uh, the A list star that he deserves to be. Oh. Okay. Anything else you'd like to say? 
about no. Ernest Scared Stupid. Don't make me watch any other Ernest movies anytime soon. I don't think I can handle it. Yeah, I don't think I can handle it. This was either. the only one that I really remembered, and I liked it because it really does speak to my supernatural affinity. I like things like trolls. I like things like curses and mystic things, and you have to you have to figure out how to kill the big bad. I like that kind of stuff. And I still like that kind of stuff as an adult. But all the earnest stuff, no thank you. We could watch Troll 2. That's a great... Uh, <laughs> you've watched that, haven't you? I have. That's a fun one. Yeah. One of the worst movies ever made. Because mm-hmm. it's so bad. Yeah. I what? So they made a lot of these. They were successful. It has a formula. Like, are they are they well made or are they just made how they... As, 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 They're doing a thing, Tyler. It's just in its own... Th- it's doing its own thing and that's it, right? Yep. They're it's like, not... here's the lane, we're driving through it. The one thing that was, <laughs> the movie opens, we didn't even talk about this, like there's that montage, a credit sequence where uh, Ernest is just making scary faces and reacting to old archival footage, including like movies, Nosferatu and all these other, like clearly they just got public domain ones or whatever. Mm-hmm. But then um, it got me thinking, like it's just a lot of, the whole movie is is like that, the movie basically is summed up in that 30 seconds or a minute of uh, footage of a uh, Jim Varney making crazy faces because that's all he's really asked to do throughout the whole movie is just to make scared faces all yes. the time. Yeah. Um, and they're very big. They're big. There's bulging eyes and they're just uh, big I reactions. Mean, there, there's so much we could go into. We could do another hour on this movie. I would say that if you turn the DVD on or if you watched, if you could go on YouTube and just watch the opening credits of this movie, you're going to know right away if you're going to be able to sit through this thing. <laughs> like, because if you watch that and you're like, nope, like I was, I was like, this is not, it's not going to work. I'm going to be 90 minutes of this and there's no way. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is a, like, it's a more, it's a tighter, more aggressive, I guess, form of what happens later in the movie, but not by much. Yeah. It is just like, it's just kind of packed in. If you can't handle the opening credits of this movie, then you're not going to be able to get through this thing. Mm-hmm. You're just not. What if we took Ernest out of the movie? Mm-hmm. I mean, it would be a very frustrating movie about kids and parents not listening to their kids and then fighting a troll. Um, I feel like there would be need to be more of something. More kids that... Because the... The only the one boy really like lasts very long. Even the girl kind of gets snatched early, mm-hmm. so he there's not a lot going on there. He's got kind of a conflict with his dad that gets resolved with the dad giving him a, one of those great eighties. Uh, it was ninety one, but aggressive thumbs up and big smiles. Yes. Right, saves the day, gives him a big. big Can we talk about up. how dumb the mom is though? She is looking for Kevin. This whole whatever his fucking name is, Kevin McAllister. This wishbone. whole fucking movie. Uh huh. I don't Why? remember. I don't know. It's like go find your mom. Where's your mom? Well, then he's like, Kenny. stay. Kid's name is Kenny. Oh, <laughs> no, yeah, oh yeah, because they they. It seems like they. There's this movie has a big. Uh, they kill. Oh my god, they killed Kenny moment at the end where the whole town is like sees him get turned into a wooden character and then he like the troll steps on it and they're like oh and I swear to god I was just waiting for someone to be like oh my god they killed Kenny <laughs> um he didn't but that's okay no what's funny is like the mom yeah he's like the, the cop dad is always like go find your mother and he's like and then when they get to the school and like, there's an incident there with the troll and then like I gotta go help you and the dad's like no stay with your mom your ma- mom is here find your mom here right and then the next scene the mom is at the, like, she's at the place with Fuck. the, she's at the, in the woods. It's like the mom had one fucking job to do. Find the kid. <laughs> keep an eye on the kid. She's not. Oh, at one point, at one point, I didn't write it down. The mom sees him and he, and she's like, you, you have no business hanging out with Ernest. And kid just gets on his bike and rides off. 
He's like, fuck you, mom. I'm out of here. I mean, she got a good point about that, though. You do have no business yes. hanging out with her. She has a very good point Although about no one that. seems to care that much. They're just like, oh. They almost don't like the kids hanging out with Ernest because they feel like they're going to, like, they're just going to make their kids dumb. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, oh, don't hang out with him. He's an idiot. Yeah. It's not like, don't hang out with him. That guy, that's weird. That's, there's some risk there. Yeah, no. Um, when that kid rode off on his bike, right. I turned to you and said, hey, Tyler, remember when you could, like, ride your bike wherever you wanted? Mm-hmm. And you were like, yeah. And I was like, I don't because I had parents who loved loved me. Yeah, you did. And you wrote that down? Yes, I did. You wrote your own joke down. Yeah, that's wow. a good joke. Uh, my parents did not let me go wherever I wanted on my bike. Uh, I would go to the card, the trading card store but and Circle K. We could go across town, but I could only go with my older sister, who's oh, five years old. And I was, this didn't happen until I was like in fifth or sixth grade. Too. Yeah. I mean, it was, I was older. I wouldn't, I wasn't going around town. My real memory of riding bikes is uh, my mom had a strict rule about wearing tennis shoes. And one time I took the bike and I only had flip-flops on and I came back and I swear to God she beat the shit out of me for that. She beat the shit out of you? Pretty certain. Oh, wow. She was like, you're going to rip your goddamn toe off. (laughs) Haven't she ever heard the story of uh, Timothy uh, Johnson? Poor kid. He wore uh, tennis shoes on his bike and the shoelace Shoelace came loose. Got got caught in there, fell over, died. Died. Of something. I don't know. I made that completely up, but... Sounds it probably like, happened. Probably. But yeah, that kid wished he had some sandals on. I mean, she wouldn't freaked have died. Out. And then I like lied. I was like, no, I didn't ride my bike. <laughs> good, good lie. Kids are so fucking dumb. Oh my god. Okay, well that was Ernest Scared Stupid from 1991. And it was excruciating. Uh, this podcast hopefully was better than that movie. I don't know. We're jumping all over the place. Yeah, <laughs> we, we talked about this movie in, well, the movie's not very linear either, I guess. No, so <laughs> I think it's fine. You know, sometimes we walk through the plot step by step and other times we just jump around and have some fun. That's true. I like to mix it up a little. I, I mean, if you want to know what it's about, you could just read the Wikipedia page too, I suppose. Or go watch the movie. Nope, don't do that. It's not a good idea. <laughs> what if you got high and then watched the movie? I did say at one point, like, would this be better on LSD? I think that it would, I, I probably would never, well, I've, I've never done LSD, but I have a feeling that, ooh, they should use this. Because I think if you put someone on LSD or someone who's addicted to drugs and they were forced to watch this while on drugs, they'd probably get clean. Because I think it would be terrifying. What kind of drugs are we talking about, Tyler? I don't know. I don't know anything about drugs. <laughs> You're all, if someone had, like, too much aspirin, they no. should definitely watch No, this. but if they're, like, a, a crackhead or something, or they're, a, they're a, you know, they're snorting the cocaine, um, they're too much, but then they watch this and they, like, were horrified, like, maybe that would get them off drugs. Maybe. I'm just saying. It's, it seems like it would not. stupid. I don't, or yeah. scared straight. I, oh, you did, didn't you, you pointed the, I think you actually make, gave this movie a real laugh when this happened too. There's a quick random flashback to Ernest as a child writing something on a chalkboard. Yeah. And then the teacher just like it's smashes like him Ernest in the face. Ernest doesn't know when to quit and he's writing it and then he starts to run his fingernails down the chalkboard and the teacher backhands him in the fucking head. And he like smashes his head into the thing. Yeah. I think sometimes violence hard. against children in a comedic way is funny. Oh, good. Good to know. I'm just taking notes. The, the people down at the... Um... In a comedic way, not in like a traumatic, <laughs> physical trauma, dark, joker kind of way. That reminds me of uh, the the seminal work by Tom Green, Freddy Got Fingered, where no, the, the joke of no, the, the entire no, joke of the movie you're is not talking about that. Horribly, horrible, violent things happening to this one kid throughout Stop. the whole movie. That's what that, that movie, whole movie doesn't is. exist in the universe I live in, so <laughs> shut it down. Okay, guys, we appreciate you listening, and we are going to uh, talk at you another movie.
Was I supposed to say bye? I know. I just thought everyone would want to hear that big giant gulp you just took. Oh, I'm st- I'm just uh, questioning my life decisions because of how mean you were to me. 